Are you my podcast? 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 Sarah Colonna, we are back with some Married at First Sight. It's a new year, new me, still frustrated. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I am. uh, Hello, everybody. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everybody except like a couple people. Um, Yeah. Happy New Year. I hope everyone has a nice New Year. And thank you for being here. We are back this week. Married at First Sight came back swinging with some really confusing situations. I don't. For anybody, listen, I, I'm not asking anyone to waste their lives the way we are by watching this show. You know what I mean? And I don't say waste our lives. We love it. It's great. But to watch After Party gives me a whole nother thing. Like I, I, I feel like, okay, I got through the episode, then I watch After Party. And now I'm, I don't know if the sky's blue, what's up is down. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really frazzled, Sarah. I'll tell you what we need is we need Cameron and Claire yes. and a lie detector test because yes. it's I have so, some thoughts though. Yeah, I definitely have thoughts and we'll get into them obviously, but it is to the point where their stories are so different Yeah, that I actually now just think they're both maybe lying a little bit uh, to save uh, some face or something, but I don't, and, anyway, it's hard. To, I don't. I don't know that there's really a determined like bad guy in this situation because it's so confusing. See, I feel like there is now, and I'll save my oh. comments for later, but I think one of them is a sociopath, and we can talk about that in a few oh. minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited to hear that because I left just mm-hmm. thinking I needed them to uh to uh talk about circle of trust, Brennan. I need one of I need you to, to interrogate them via, like just like meet the parents until one of them says what's going on. But um, I will just real quick, I'm going to be in Spokane February 1st through the 3rd. Uh, Please come see me there. I have a ton more dates on my website, sarahcolona.com. Mary, what do you got? Yes, I'll be in Austin, Texas at Cap City, January 12th and 13th. You can get tickets at marywodzinski.com. Very excited about that and more dates to come as well. And don't forget, we will be uh, going over to Patreon after this for extra bonus content for patrons. And it's super fun. We just like to keep talking. We cover it here and then we just keep going with thoughts. It's only $7 a month and you also get Sunday episodes. So that's a lot. It's 14 episodes a month if you break it all down for $7. Um, Wait, is that right? No, eight episodes. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) I was really overshooting how many weeks are in a month. But anyway, you guys get it. Feels yeah, like a hundred. A lot of content, guys. All our back content, a lot of good stuff over there. There's so much content on there. So give it a try. The year just started. You might as well uh, do something fun with your time, like listen to more of us. Mary, Sarah, who should we start with? I'm wearing my Maths Hole shirt, by the way. You can get those in our Instagram um, link in bio. And I love, I love the Maths Hole. And I realized, and I, I, the last few weeks, I haven't been wearing a t-shirt because I've talked about how I've moved and I can't fucking find any of my clothes, but I did recently find my Maths Hole and I realized I got a V-neck of the Maths Hole. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. You don't like that? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh. I love it. Oh, I can't okay. wait to wear it. I'm just cold tonight. It's cold here on the East Coast. We're barely hitting I just 40. Like, I just like that you just said, I found my math's hole. And that really made me happy. So, <laughs> Found my math's hole. Okay. I Listen, we, you know, we're all over the place. I think we should start with Emily and Brennan because they're going to keep coming up. Okay. I mean, when we have these yes. group get togethers, it's not like we can start and be done with anybody. So I say, let's just, let's just get into it. Sure. I agree with that. Um, th- making some pizza dough, lots I mean, of fun jokes about massaging the dough, taking their time. Yeah. I mean, it would be fun if any of them in this entire season have touched each other. I mean, it's <laughs> stupid when they're just making dumb jokes about mis- Listen, they're making the pizza and Brennan says right out of the gate, this was such a great idea. Thanks for getting all this stuff. I feel like he just has like eight by or no three by five index cards. And he's just has go-to lines that he says when they're filming. It's, it's really starting to look silly. It is. And uh, first of all, they, I don't think that he can ever backtrack now on saying how much work she has put in because he put it at the end when she really had a breakdown and he was like, I know you're doing more. I know, I know, I feel bad. I'm sorry. And at least he's recognizing it, but I'm just going to put that out there in case, uh, in case I see some after party with him saying that she never put in any effort. I'm going to fucking be like, roll the tapes because and we know that. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think he would even try to deny it, but I think first of all, when they talked about Pia getting there and how the conversation after, which was, you know, if you, if you guys don't remember from two weeks ago was him kind of getting uh, frustrated about her saying he should go to therapy. And do you think I have feelings for you and blah, blah, blah. And it got kind of ugly. And she said, why did it have to get like this? And then now the next morning while they're doing the pizza or afternoon, whatever, he's like, yeah, I think it was just miscommunication. She goes, me too. I, I don't believe her. I think she is trying to be as positive as possible on camera for him. And oh, I think it's wearing I, on her. And that's why we saw the breakdown. And I would like to add that if that was a breakdown, I'd like I'd like to show Emily how to have a true <laughs> breakdown. Okay. I mean, that was just me on a day out shopping or something when things didn't go my way. I mean, as much as I know she shed some tears and she sort of you know, oh, she kept her all. shit together. I would have but been yeah, fucking losing it break, by the end of that breakdown. Yeah. That's like I, I mean, I think of any wedding I've been to, any party. That's just normal behavior. I'm crying <laughs> in the bathroom at some point. You know what I mean? That's just a Friday <laughs> night. So I thought she's handling it very well. If you ask that's me, a, that's a good point. Well, speaking of touching and whatnot, you he because he brought up. He didn't want to do the touching exercise, thinking it feels forced, wants to pivot to just hugging. Pivot. Yeah. yeah. Pivot to hugging. <laughs> that should be the title to this episode. Yeah. And also, but you, there's, you can't pivot from something if you haven't even started it. So FYI. But True. I also agree. I like Pia a lot. And I think she was very patient with Brennan and all of that. But it is weird to say, oh, start from head. It's just the exercises sometimes also make me cringe. However, I'm 
already in a marriage with a person I like to touch. So maybe I don't understand it to, you know, be devil's advocate, I guess. But I do think it's weird to be like, oh, take off, you know, just get into your bikinis and just like start from head to toe and touch each other. And I don't know. I mean, it seems exhausting. It does. It does. It's like a bad game of Twister. It just seems like, even though you like touching your husband, I do think it would be weird if there was like a, you know, piece of paper with, and like I think Brennan said at one time, like boop. I mean, it would just get stupid, and it, I think it would be hard to to find any level of intimacy with with that sort of direction. But I mean, I see where Pia was going. I get you know, I get it. Well, I also so Emily, this is what would have made me snap. I don't know how many times, and in, we saw the previews for next week when they're sitting in the hot tub, and he says he's she's put in the most effort into this relationship, and then he goes same. First of all, if he says same one more time, new drinking game, because that was, he did that in the kitchen when she said something, I'm, she said, I'm committed to figuring this out. I'm committed to this process. And he just goes, same, same. I, I I don't know. He's just so checked out. And so I guess his defense mechanism is to just not say anything ever, but it would also, I I don't blame her at all for how frustrated it's making her. (laughs) I mean, can we just talk about the fact that that one month, the month anniversary dinner that they all rolled up to? I mean, talk about misfit toys. Nobody's doing well, and but the what all I could see was Brennan's wearing a hoodie. Those girls were dressed to the nines; like they all looked absolutely gorgeous. Even Austin managed to put on a button up. He might have even tucked it in. Who the fuck knows? Brennan rolls up like he ran out to grab a pack of smokes and then stopped by. I mean, I was like, he's wearing a fucking hoodie. Like these girls are dressed nicer than I've ever, I've never looked that nice, even like going to a wedding, anything. And he just looked like he literally, he, he could not say, I don't give a fuck any harder without saying, I don't give a fuck. That is so funny. I did not. I didn't even clock that, and it, and I think I was clocking everything else, and so I'm really glad you caught that because <laughs> nothing could just say more. Uh, phoning it in, yeah, yes. just put on a nice shirt, uh, yeah, just something at yeah. this point, just just to show a little bit of effort. Uh, oh, and I mean, I, it. <laughs> oh, he's probably. I mean, I, I wish we would have seen that. Do we see him top to bottom? Was he wearing a matching pants, sweatpants with his hoodie? Probably. I mean, <laughs> who knows? It actually makes me want to go back and look. It's quite possible. And if it was possible for him to be wearing a different, a non-matching sweatpant, I think he would have gone that route. Um, I mean, even Cameron, I mean, he's no, he's no clothes horse, you know, he's no fashion plate, but he had a button up on with a, right. It was a black t-shirt underneath, but he had it buttoned up. You could tell he f- tried. Okay. <laughs> So that is, yeah, Brennan, come on, just put on a button up and act like you're excited to be somewhere. Their car ride when they were going to their um, horseback riding, I, that car ride, honestly, it it just seemed like the most painful. Oh. It's just, it's, I, I guess it's for, at this point for us, just pulling teeth, right? To get him to just yes. respond, just talk. To speak. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he did. After the at the at the tough dinner, I mean at the group dinner, because he just that's why she snapped. I mean they're going around in circles. Everyone's opening up, and he's just like, "Yeah, maybe you should answer that." I don't know. Same. 
I mean, it's so uncomfortable, Sarah. You talk about like the car ride. Uh, they, they, and I, I have to imagine because when Emily did get upset at the dinner and was talking to Claire, she cares about Brennan. There's for some reason she cares about him. They must have some level of a relationship of sorts, a friendship or something off camera. We're not seeing it. Like I'm more intimate with all of my Uber drivers than, than these people are. <laughs> Like I have a connection within a minute driving around the block to get to Broad Street more than what these people looked like on their way to that horseback riding. It's it makes my cheeks clench so bad that she's like, oh, yeah, and you've made it a comfortable place to live and we're getting into a rhythm and it it just yuck. No, it. Yeah, he he said something about the the week was tough for him. and and I this I, maybe this was when they were at dinner and they talked about he, he talked about the red flag thing basically oh, called yes. her a red flag and she said first of all Emily's facial expressions are they're me watching this show honestly <laughs> if someone yeah I thought if someone yes. filmed me watching this show I would be doing exactly the same thing she does every time he speaks and confuses her and she just squints her eyes and is like what the fuck is going on. Uh, I know that he wanted to call it her thinking face last week, but maybe it's her thinking about strangling him face because I, she just is always, she's very expressive and it really makes me laugh. But I, the, the way he talked about the red flag thing, I'm trying to put that together with when we saw him on after party a couple weeks ago, is that at at first I thought, is he saying the things about her partying and all this stuff that he was, or is he saying it's a red flag that I've lost interest in you? And he did. I feel like this was the first time we heard, and I could be wrong, but in my brain, it's the first time we heard him say that they had something and it's gone. Cause he said, and that's a red flag. Cause that's what he defined when he first said the red flag thing, he defined it that way. He said, usually if I have something and it's gone that fast, that's a red flag. Usually I would run. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I think you're right. Cause I don't remember him really acknowledging that they had anything before. Exactly. I feel like she yeah. kept saying that they did. And I believed her. And because we all saw it, we kind of thought they right. did too uh, for a good 48 hours. They seemed to be having a nice time. And, <laughs> yeah. but when, and then she said, were you calling me a red flag? And he said, yeah. And, and it's like, just, can you not I know. listen? She's obviously in pain. The fact that he didn't, that he doesn't see it. And he says that she puts on a brave face. I think she puts on the face he asks her to put on. And, and I think that's become pretty obvious and, or that he wants her to put on for camera, but there's no way he doesn't see that she's in pain. And unless he's just completely just, just that detached from reality and, and other people's emotions, because we can all see that she's in pain when she's on camera and he's sitting right next to her. So, um, it's not just in her confessionals or, and, and so when he was talking, I guess to me. And I know there's this big thing where everyone's saying she maybe he should be telling her exactly what it is. And then I got a couple of weeks ago, I got on a train of why are we trying to make him say something hurtful? If it's just not there, it's just not there. Maybe he just can't identify it. Right. And then we heard him say on after party, it was a specific thing about, you know, he got kind of turned off from her partying and then he got a little judgmental or a lot judgmental in that moment, which also, it's also okay if he just doesn't if he has a completely different lifestyle, that's also fine. 
Right. It, it's no reason to be then therefore mean and judgmental to someone, right? It can be like, I don't see this working out. We have very, but he was saying before, oh, they have, sorry, I'm about to go on a rant. They, you know, he was saying before they have different, they have core values, same beliefs, same core values, all these things. And now all of a sudden he's saying there's nothing there. And I guess in that moment, and, and I guess I'm going to repeat myself a little bit from a few weeks ago, but when, when she says, so I'm a red flag, couldn't he just say no? Yes. Can he just say, it's not you that's the red flag. It's the situation. It's the fact that I don't feel anything for you. And and even though that's painful to say, it just seems like when he's trying to hold things back, it's meaner. And she has said that. Uh, and And so I do understand that part of it. But I don't think that it's that she's the red flag. It's that he's saying, I had these, I had something and now it's gone. That's a red flag to me. Usually I would just run. So she said, well, let's talk about more about this running. And when she's, when she goes, so you're saying I'm a red flag. Can't he just say, no, I'm saying the fact that this isn't here, that I'm not feeling it. That's, that's what I'm running from. And, and then they can have a nice conversation without her, her feeling on the defense or defense, what defense and uh, <laughs> on the defense on the defense on the defense I don't know but I don't it either. just I just feel it just feels like it's another it's just another example of when he thinks that he in his brain and I actually believe he thinks this in his brain um that he's doing helpful things by not saying certain things on camera or whatever or making these certain answers it all comes off so much worse well, I, how can he be so cautious, like with everybody else or, you know, Pia and the experts like, oh, I don't want to talk about this in front of her. I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want to hurt her feelings. And that's not nice. And I wouldn't want somebody saying this to me, but then he's like, yeah, you're a red flag. Like why, how is that so cut and dry? Like he's not, he doesn't think that that would be insulting or, you know, it, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's that. It's and it's I I just it's so frustrating to watch and what I really felt from her at the end and which I totally got and I think anyone, man or woman who has felt this way, who has felt that they've been more invested, they're doing all the work and someone is just kind of, you know, waiting out the 8 weeks or whatever, but it, it you know, off I'm saying off the show. I've I've definitely felt this exact thing that she said that she verbalized perfectly today at what point does it start to look sad for me at what point yeah do, do do people start to feel like sorry for me because i'm trying so fucking hard and you're just sitting here in your hoodie you know <gasps> not responding to anything well, and that how do you also, not feel for her at that point he did you pick up i thought this i thought this was crazy so when they're at the dinner and then I don't know. I'm trying to think. You know, they start with these stupid these questions. Like Emily, you know, they're like Becca asks, "What what advice would you guys give if you went back in time?" Yada yada, whatever. Uh, and then another question. But was it Becca or no? Emily asks everybody what everyone is most nervous about for the next month, the 2.0 that she referenced it as. And yeah. in, as she's asking that question, Brennan says, nervous or excited? Like, what? Yes. Yes. I mean, I caught that a hundred percent and it is, uh, right? it is. And that was a very subtle, subtle, but dig. example of him. Well, yes, but of him 
trying to make her say something different and make her spin it different. Wait, nervous or excited? Oh. First of all, you yes, it is him. I felt like it was one of those situations where he's like, no, 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 we're not going to be negative here. We're not going to say we're nervous for the next month. We're going to say we're excited for the next month. And that is his way oh. of doing, yes, exactly See? what she's been saying on camera that she, like he asks her to, you know, uh, to sort of tweak his her behavior and what she, be careful what she says or blah blah blah. Um, or he's careful what he says. Those yes, that's what I that's what <gasps> I took away from that. Oh my god, I'm so glad we're talking about this because I took it strictly as him being kind of a sarcastic, you know, jerk by being like, "We have a month left. Who's are you nervous or excited? Like because it's almost done." Uh oh. That could be it too. I'm just I mean, probably I'm, not, but I think yours makes more sense. But that's how I took it. I think I took it that way just because of last week with Pia when um when she was kind of saying, well, he's uh you know, or I mean at some point she's told us whether it was an after party or wherever it was that he kind of wants her to to keep certain things off camera and they want to look, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he wants to look better on camera and this and that. And he wants to be careful what he says. So in my mind, that was him doing that. Like, right. Oh no, no, no. no. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think that makes a lot of sense. I thought he was just being a dick more (laughs) like, you know, like (laughs) nervous or can't wait, you know, like they're counting down the days, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's either way it was telling. Either way, it didn't come from a place of, I can't wait to stay married to you for the rest of my life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, it was interesting. So what, it it was really Claire that set off unintentionally, but this is what they do at these dinners is they make them ask these questions. Um, And I was glad she did. But when she said, can you, can you see a future? And then she starts spiraling because she sees that he's just sitting there and Emily's making faces and he just says, um, (laughs) And then he just starts saying, yeah, you know, just uh, taking it day by day. And day by day. Well, oh, that her yeah. face was killing me during that. But that's, she's just like, if I hear same, if I hear day by day, one more time, she said, I'm going to snap. And then, and then he, 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 and then he babbled more. He just, I even think in that moment, he realized that he was being kind of a dick. And for the, maybe for the first time, because he started going, yeah, just day by day and hour by hour and then by week by week. Like it just like – Yeah, minute like by minute. Favorite, you know? Yeah, my favorite reference, like when Joey married Monica and Chandler, just uh, just just starting to spiral and say, and we are reunited and love. And so anyway, <laughs> I <laughs> – I love a friend's reference. That's my favorite. Uh, I can't remember what the things that he said now, but for my fellow friends, uh, advocates, you will remember that. Um, and that's what it felt like he was just kind of started babbling. But then he, again, he talks about he appreciates her being resilient and um, knows that sh- she's having a hard time. But then when she has the breakdown and goes in there and Claire, very, it was a little funny because I thought, I 100% agree with Claire that uh, this is not fair to her and that she deserves better. And that he is, she's the only one communicating. And, and when Emily was like, this is starting to look sad for me and he's not willing to answer and blah, blah, blah. And Claire was like, you're the only one being honest. You're the only, he's not giving you this respect you deserve. And I, 
a hundred percent agree with Claire and I know she was saying the right thing. Just a little tiny piece of me is she wanted to be like, why don't you guys get a divorce too? Since I just got one at the table. Like <laughs> let's, let's be twinsies. Yeah, like, come on, let's just do it. Just rip the bandaid off. You know, this is where it's going. Let's just, it'll feel so much better if we do it together. See, But honestly, this- I don't disagree with her at this moment <sighs> because there, I don't see a fucking world. Sorry for the F-bomb, uh, but I don't see a world where these two could possibly go past the eight weeks. I'm going to predict that they don't even make it to the eight weeks because I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't know. I, I mean, guess I have seen previews of them on Decision Day, but those they they can fool us with these things. I mean, I think. Yeah. I I I, I almost think it would. It's painful. It's almost. Uh, you, uh, you got to almost step in and say these two guys. Forget it. We we fucked he, up. The experts need to be like, we messed up. We screwed up. I don't know, though. Can they afford to do that now? Because they literally are going down like flies. And also, I forget the previews if we've seen Brennan on Decision Day. Is he wearing a hoodie? Because after tonight, he's just so blatantly given up that like, I mean, just even on camera. And I this I swear to you, this season, I have said and you have said the words on camera and off camera more than I can remember. Like, there is so much going on with these people off camera. Like when, when after Claire was talking to Emily at the dinner and like, you deserve more, yada, yada. Then at one point she's whispering to Brennan. She's like, she really likes you. You know that? And Brennan doesn't say anything. Then Claire says, we can talk about it later. Tub time. And then she pats him on the shoulder and it's like, oh, okay. Oh, well, I didn't even that hear tub- that. Yeah. And then that's that tub time that, you know, one of them mentioned one time during after party that that's where they all go and talk. And yeah, she patted him on the shoulder. And so we can talk about this later tub time. And then she like patted him and walked away. Uh, okay. So they're buddies then too, on top well, of it, which was the, right. Y- yeah. This, you know what? Okay. I'm not watching next season unless they put GoPros on everybody's head and they just have to walk <laughs> around with them on 24 <laughs> seven because yes. it is, be- yes. it is, it is not making any sense. Things are not adding up. No. They I don't know. And again, Brendan has said it. You have to be mindful of what you say on camera, this and that. But that's not you're not giving the experience a real chance here. You're not giving your marriage a real chance here. And if you can't again, I don't I don't know what he's gonna wear to decision day, but definitely running shoes because he's so out of there. And I just I oh. can't uh, I just they no, stress me it's, out. They stress me, me out. You know what? They make me feel like I should maybe have a gummy or three. That's what well, they make and me feel like. And thank thank the Lord, baby J, that we have <laughs> renewed <laughs> Lumi Labs for this year because we definitely need it and you guys need it. Uh, these It's microdose. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. We love them. They did send them to us to try so that we could give you a real response to them. And I am obsessed to me, especially right now. I feel like they really help me uh, stay centered during the day. And I get, I'm a big list maker. I get everything on my list done. They help me relax at night. They help me be present in the moment. I am, I am just, they help with all my anxiety because I got quite a bit of that. So. I know, Mary, that you benefit from them as well. 
I love them. And especially now, like this time of year, I'm taking a break a little bit from the wine. I love having these at nighttime. Like they really help me wind down, chill out. I sleep amazing. And I, my mom loves them. I feel like this is, I love, I love having the gift that keeps on giving. And I, they, I hope they're our sponsors forever because they are the best. They really are. And it's just that little just right feeling um, is what microdosing gives you. So obviously we have a code, get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Promo code is my podcast. They are available nationwide. It's microdose.com promo code, my podcast for 30% off and free shipping microdose.com promo code, my podcast. Um, Shall we discuss just real quick the Michael situation? Because uh, that'll be yeah, a quick, yeah. yeah. I, that's I love it. I love that they are uh, that he's game. I love that the experts looked terrified to meet with him. Um, yes, I like that they I, sent Pepper in this sweet little <laughs> angel of a woman. Cal's like, I can't do it. I can't look him in the eye. You do it, Peps. I mean, they truly did look Nervous. just shocked. Yeah, nervous, shocked, like they were a little bit rocked by it. She was just like, we've never had anything like this happen before in 17 <laughs> seasons. And if we would have even gotten an inkling of an idea that this woman, she seemed ready, she seemed committed. Basically, she pulled the wool over all our eyes. We are so sorry. I mean, they were they were definitely uh, apologizing profusely yes. and, and yes. hoping that he wasn't going to say, you guys are monsters. I loved his friends. Love. Oh, yes. That one friend, Paige, who basically was like, um, how do we know you, you ain't going to fuck it up again, Pep, is basically what she asked. It was amazing. I love that she said, basically, this made me not believe in the process. I'm going to need some some documentation from all of you that you know exactly what you're doing. Um, they they kind of ended his first little meeting with them with a little song that was you only got one life. I'm not wasting it now. And <laughs> it didn't really, it wasn't that harmonious, but it was fun. Oh. And so he's not wasting his life now. He's going to go get married at first sight again. And everyone, sight. yeah, married at second sight. Math's fan was correct. Uh, the Instagram that we love that gives out information that it was, in fact, the Chloe person that we had seen originally in the cast because we saw her next week. She looks like a she looks pretty lady. She looks yeah. like she's excited. We have no idea if she knows that she's a, a second fiddle or not, but uh, I know, hope Sarah. <laughs> I mean, talk, she, she might seem, uh, what was it? Sweet and silly and goofy now, but wait till she finds this out. She's going to flip tables and shit. Oh, I'm well, nervous. That I'm was, very nervous. I think that was part of the thing, honestly, that when, He's he is so cool. I liked seeing him on after party tonight. I mean, he didn't have a lot to contribute, obviously, from his end. Except if I was sitting there with between Claire and Emily, I would just go, "Uh, why did I agree to do this again? Everybody's miserable yeah. this season." He kind of alluded a little bit to that. He goes, "Yeah, I'm kind of excited, but then <laughs> everyone else is really not the show having a should good be time." Called, <laughs> yeah, divorced in eight weeks. That's what yeah. the show is going to start to be called. Mary, divorce is not an option. Have you not listened to Brennan? Divorce is not an option. <laughs> Except or, it is. It's and the most likely and best for you, buddy. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, someone 
had said this before, and I have no idea. I'm only uh, I only dabble in in being uh, a legal expert in my off time. But <laughs> if they if they don't do it, can <gasps> they just get an oh. annulment? Oh my god, I have not seen this or whatever or heard you. But that blows my mind because I want to know if that's true or not. Because that I I believe I saw it in our Are You My Podcasters, by the way, our Facebook group. It's a great group. Definitely join. There's always threads on Wednesday night. And plus, there's just it's a fun, lovely group. We have a good time in there. Um, I believe it was in there that I saw someone mention (gasps) that and my whole brain exploded. And then I thought, do they know that too? Is that... Oh, is he like divorce is not Sarah. an option? And if I know if I don't uh, put it in her that I won't, I'll just get oh, an annulment my. and then my Russian dad won't be mad at me. <gasps> I don't know. Do you, is there smoke coming out of my ears? Because I'm, <laughs> my mind is crazy right now. Do you, th- if okay, I don't know, if that I have is no a idea. thing, then I am going to ride that theory. I'm going to ride it hard and put it away wet, <laughs> as they used to say, <laughs> because that. I would, I guarantee you, if that's a thing, Brennan knows about it and that's what he's doing. I'm so easily, I'm very gullible, but that sounds like the most logical theory right now I've ever heard. I think that since this is our podcast and we can just come up with theories, that's one Henry, we're going to run with. And yes. I know that there's going to be a legal person that's going to be like, that's not how it works, or they're going to confirm that's how it works. And either way, I, Believe me, we don't mind being told we're wrong, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to just have a random theory. Oh, so, yeah. please, if anyone uh, can can comment on either in the group or on our Instagram, um, to uh, oh. are you my podcast is our Instagram. If you can comment on our post about this episode, please do. If you happen to know, I know I could Google it, but I would rather just have someone tell me on the internet and then believe them. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. That's how I learn most things. It's just. <laughs> comments on the internet. Um Sarah, that's that's really interesting. I I like that. We'll we'll put a pin in it, but I'm dying to know. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, we don't really research in real time because why would we? So yeah. now I would say the one thing, because Michael seems uh I got off track here, but he seems so cool and he seems very mature. And I'm saying seems because we've seen people fall apart uh, in oh, many seasons. Yeah, but I, I like the guy a lot. Again, part of me thinks, why wasn't he matched with Lauren? But I can't really go. My brain can't go there. It's um, a hard thing to. It's a really hard thing to digest. Yeah, I, they would have had a lot more fun conversations than her and Orion. That much I can tell you. But yes, they. He goes. The only thing that would have made me scream, if and that's why I'm not like Michael. I'm a. I'm a very more uh, passionate, irrational, not a passionate, irrational person. That's what I should say. He's passionate. He's just uh, got his shit together. Um, they bring up how there's a large pool of people that they didn't look at enough and they were want to go back and look at those people to see if there's a second match. And the way I would scream, why didn't you look at that pool wow. better instead of sticking me with someone that gave me a crown and then left me standing there in it like an asshole? Why is what I would have probably screamed, but he didn't, he was nice about it. In fact, he wore the crown to meet them because he's fun. I know. Talk about a sense of humor. 
when when Pepper said that, I thought the exact same thing. Like, oh, we have this large pool of people. We just didn't look that close. You know, it's just your life. Just getting married. So we just I was like, it wasn't it the whole point of the vetting process. I I'm the fact that he didn't say anything. Um, I get very, very much in agreement with you. He he knows how to keep his cool because I I was like, don't, don't spill the what we're all thinking, Pepper, that you guys didn't do all the homework. Okay. You know, like don't tell us that. Yeah, that's exactly uh, my reaction in that. But I, it's going to be fun. I guess we'll get to meet her next week, or I don't know if the previews. I don't know if they were for if that's for next week. But yeah, they were. I think so. Um, well, yeah, they're we'll, getting married in less than two weeks, right? So hopefully, we'll see her at least picking out a dress. Yes, and I guess hopefully we'll find out what that means in the process of whether or not they have the same decision day or if they're going to be in those like follow-up episodes and then their decision day will be one of those. I I don't I can't even wrap my brain around how to how they're doing this, but they might have to go rematch uh I don't know, someone that didn't make it from like season 10 at this point I in mean, order to to fill in to fill the time the way these people are going to drop in like flies because we have so Lauren and Orion and now Claire and Cameron that was it right I mean not it of that we'll see of them but that that yeah. was they said yeah. we're doing we're done we're I done. mean well before we get to get them let's talk Becca and Austin um okay I don't know if you were <sighs> struck by this but it was very, and I think it's just her sad face, but she seemed very beaten in that, not physically, obviously, emotionally beaten in that conversation um, that they had with Cal and that they had at the end. And even when she said, I'm just wanting you to tell me that you're going to, um, uh, you know, think about this more and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. she just, she just kind of was like almost scared, like, well, that's all I want. It's all I want. It's almost, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, she, just, I, they must have. He must just like keep blowing this off so much that she's just afraid to bring it up, or is tired of bringing it up, or is exhausted from bringing it up, or something. I mean, I would take his Nintendo sixty four away until he got this heaven and hell shit figured out enough to make me content. I listen. We don't, I'm not getting in, I respect everybody's religious beliefs and I, I res, even respect Austin's, you know, but the fact that we're in this predicament where these two have gotten married, they've lived, they went on a honeymoon, they've, they make out a lot, they, they've lived together for a month and then one random conversation where she's like, oh, just, you know, she said on after party that. I don't know. He was like designing a hat or something. And then he went with a religious on her computer and then he picked a cross and something came up and she said, Oh, well, as long as you don't think I'm going to hell. And he's like, well, the way I was raised in my entire church and family do, but like now that that's going to flip everything on its head. And now that is like where we are. It's, it's just, it's making me tired. No wonder she's tired. I know that's yeah that's the word I should have she just looks very exhausted emotionally from this conversation and look obviously nobody would want to be told that the person they're with thinks that they're doomed to hell and I don't 
I don't, and again, it's not on me to decide what anyone believes. And I, I appreciated a lot Cal's perspective. I don't, I think sometimes I've thought that in my head, the way he said, there's a lot of people out there that are claiming to be, you know, to accept Jesus Christ as their savior. And they're going around murdering people and doing God awful things. I mean, I'm uh, paraphrasing, but I've always thought, <laughs> I've always thought, is that yeah. so you just get, yeah. Is that what we believe that you can do God awful, uh, terrible things? And then, um, and then I like the way that he said there's, a, it's, there's accepting his principles and living a good life and being a good person. And in, if you're born in a country where it's never even uh, an option for you to have known about or accept this person in your life or that you're just doomed to hell, like that doesn't make sense. So I appreciated the way he spoke about it. I don't, I thought it was very, I mean, that's what he does. I mean, he's a pastor, so he's able yeah. to word things very well. And I thought it was helpful for Austin to hear that too. And whether you believe that or not doesn't really matter. But if you if you went as far as this process, I, I mean, it matters to you, matters to like what I believe matters to me, what everyone believes matters. But if you went through this process, and you never mentioned that if someone didn't have the exact same belief system as you, that you would be like, yeah, I'll marry them. But I mean, they're doomed to hell is is just really a, yeah. a big missed mark here for me. And and I don't know if it was the experts. I don't know if it was Austin. I don't know if someone I, started talking to him after she, he married someone of a different faith and then th that started freaking him out. Like, I have no idea. It's very confusing. I. I I'm so confused. And I, cause I do, I think Austin seems like a sweet guy, you know, again, oh, yeah. I think he, he's lacking a little salt or pepper, a little spark in terms of, you know, conversation and getting into the issues for my taste, but you know, they, they seem very into each other, but the thing is like, it, it like, it matches him. Here's this like very heavy conversation, this very deep rooted, you know, whatever. And I, he just, it's like the backwards hat. Everything's just kind of like, Hey, real casual, you know, uh, he, but basically at one point he's like, well, yeah, I can love you. I can love you, uh, in this life. I'll love you no matter what happens to you in the afterlife. Like, that's what I think is so funny is that it's the way the argument is coming up. I don't know how to say it and it probably won't be eloquent. But it's not even like they're arguing that because Becca thinks he can believe what he wants to believe and he feels the same for her. They're not arguing that he shouldn't think she's going to hell. It's more that he thinks she's going to go to hell, but he's cool with it. <laughs> like they'll just live right, this right. life in like it's fine. Listen, we're just not going to spend eternity together. Like that's where I just it gets to such a silly place in my head just the whole conversation anyway for my own personal really reasons, but like that like it's not even about is there a heaven or is there a hell? Hey, whatever, man, but like I'll love you here. We'll just when we get off at that one bus stop, we're just going to go two different ways and that's totally fine, man. Let's go have some salsa. Like he's so, it's just, I can't, I can't even watch that conversation because she's in so much turmoil. And I think it's because she's literally like, I don't, 
I can't be with someone who actually believes that I am going to burn in hell one day. And and then it gets into a lot of other deep topics, but he's like, it's cool. We'll just ride this wave together and it's okay. You'll just go to hell and I'll, you know, I won't, but that's okay. And I, but hopefully like they have TVs in both heaven and hell and then we can like play N64 together. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it's just, it's like so crazy to me because it never feels like the conversation gets as deep within him as I think Becca wants to be like, shake him by the shoulders and say like, wait a second, you know, and really get into like morality and whatever. It just, I don't know. I know I probably just said a whole bunch of nothing, but it just No, it's amazing. No, you're 100% right. And I think that is probably, you probably just pinpointed why she looks exhausted by it and keeps saying, I just need you to think about this because you don't seem to understand how painful it is that you think that my soul is dirt, you know, like I'm just fucking a bad person. Like it's not- Yeah. Yeah. And bottom of the barrel. yeah, I'm not saying he thinks that she's a bad person. Obviously, he very much does not think that. But it's just, um, you're right. That is that is actually, and I didn't even think about it that way, but that's sort of the crux of where she's just going, hello, this isn't sort of a light. Yeah. No, it's like, cool. Think this I mean, through, please. Yeah, yeah. you're you're damned to hell, and I'm going to be in heaven. And, but we had a nice time down here. I mean, that's, that's cool. okay. We yeah. got maybe like 40, 50 years. We got a lot of... And 64 will be all right, you know. Because he said, I can still love you regardless of afterlife. He actually did say that. So, Mm -hmm. and um, and I think in his mind, that was a very kind thing to say. And I don't, and the way you just put it actually makes me realize why for her, she's like, but yeah, but um, can you fully accept and love me if that's what you think about me? And I think that's the main thing, right? Yes. Like if you yes. actually believe that about me, how is it that you can be with me and love me if you think right. that? Right. You yes. just made it an adult thought of what I was going on. Yes, <laughs> that's that's the crux of it. Exactly what you just said. Well, they really nailed it with a little song at the end of that. I need something to be leaving. And it was... <laughs> Beautiful. Leave it, leave it. It's real head on the leaf, uh, just so we couldn't hear it. And yes, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't. She just really wanted him to make a priority. I like that he talked to her friend, and I liked what her friend said yeah. about um, that because he basically said, "Well, have you?" I'm trying to remember, but he kind of he's you were raised Catholic, and is is your opinion of this? how do you feel about it? And he's, well, I never think about that. I think that she's a wonderful person. And, um, and so it's not an issue for us. And he kind of, I don't know. It was. Well, yeah, I, I thought it was so, her friend was so poignant and was really, you know, talk like, I, this is what my takeaway is. I think Austin, this is again, we're, fucking a couple of podcasters. Okay. I watch a reality show. I don't, I'm not claiming to know these people, but this is what my takeaway is from watching this show. He comes off as someone who has maybe been a little sheltered with when it comes to religion or not even sheltered, but was raised a certain way and hasn't maybe had a lot of conversations about spirituality and about, you know, religion outside of his 
core group. Okay. This, it was so you could helpful for him to talk to her friend, Lindsay, because even when Lindsay, as soon as she started saying something like, you know, somebody like Becca who, you know, loves everyone and their differences and it is inclusive of everyone and really embodies what Jesus was like, was like, wouldn't end up in hell. And it's like, I, in he, when he heard that, you could see kind of like, oh yeah, you know, that kind of makes sense to me, but I think it's a new idea to him. You know, I don't think he's yes. had a lot of these conversations. I think he'd be open to it, but it's a little, it's a little, not that it's a little late, but you know, he better get going and call all of her friends and talk yeah. to Pastor Kale every day. And, you know, because I think he'll get there, but it just seems like it's so new to him. It's like dawned on. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, wait. You know, it's weird. That's true. I do have a, I do, I'm not blaming his parents. I'm not blaming a friend. I have no idea, but I, I do. Or maybe it's just her. Maybe it's because, maybe because Becca's pushing him to have these conversations is where it's coming from that he obviously has never really talked about or thought about outside of his, um, you know, own beliefs before or something. But I, in my mind, for some reason, I feel that someone in his family said, well, this is, here's the situation. If you're going to be in a marriage with someone that's not of the same, you know, isn't faith. Yeah. Yeah. Same faith. And and as, um, Becca said he, he didn't marry a Christian woman and Cal was like, well, she no, cause he married you. You're his match. And so I don't know. I mean, it's heavy. I'm glad to see it being covered. I'm glad, um, to see different thoughts on it. And again, also though, if it, it's also obviously if Austin only wants to be with someone who is also Christian and also has the same beliefs as him, that's also okay. Obviously. Right. Yeah, totally. But that, is why that should have been really, really told. And so either whether or not, I mean, I, I, I think your point that he hasn't really thought about it that much before until now is probably why he didn't maybe yeah. make it that clear in the interview process or he or something, or maybe he's like, yeah, no, I'm cool with it. And then obviously he's not. So I don't, I don't know, but that's just such a big, uh, you know, I mean, they have literally have apps and websites for people to meet other people only of the same religion because of this stuff, because sometimes right. it is a, a deal breaker for you. And that is also totally fine and acceptable. Right. But right. then you can't go on a show and say that you're cool with whatever and then have this happen. You know what, it's just, you know, it just occurred to me too. And I think, I think Becca has said this, but I, I, it's like when Mark will say to me, he'll be like, I told you that I said that that was my idea. And in like three days later, I'll say it and I'll be like, well, it's cause I finally processed it. I think Becca, and we might've already said this, but it just hit me. She, it should be tragic to Austin. If he truly believes that she would burn in hell <laughs> and he would go to heaven, he shouldn't. It, it, he should be like brought to his knees thinking that and he's not i mean like if if you truly if that's what i believed about mark that like i'm going to go to ha- like i'd either want him to be you know saved so that he went with me or i would need to figure something out like the fact that he's just like nah it's all right you know we'll just go our separate ways 
that's crazy. So that must, wait, that's that a really good point. That, I didn't like even that think obviously, about that. Like makes her, it must make her think, well, you, you can't love me or, you know, I know love whatever, but like, you can't be that invested in me if you're not like literally leveled with pain at the idea that we're, that I'm, you believe this is my, that's Destiny. where I'm going to end up. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. And I think I, I didn't even really think about that, but y- you've made that point really well because that is now why he probably said when they were going ice skating, he basically said, yeah, can we just have like a fun day and it not be mo- emotionally exhausting? And she's like, oh, like the <laughs> you mean emotionally exhausting, like where I'm going to just burn in hell, that kind of exhausting. Yes. So yeah, he doesn't seem to grasp the severity of what that must feel like yeah, for her or for himself. So if he really believes that, that he should definitely. Ha- I mean, it's so. No, I'm not saying he doesn't believe it. I know he does, but it's it's kind of lax. He seems yeah, to come just, at it a little lax for fire and brimstone versus eternal peace and happiness. Yeah, you know, it's a well, lax. That <laughs> listen, anyone who says you want to roast some marshies is oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have you have to know that I have that in my notes. Oh, Roast I, some marshies. You're the some first. Marshies. The first. Oh, sick. The first thing I thought of was <laughs> Mary. It's almost like I could hear the scream all the way from Philadelphia when <laughs> yes! he said, yes. "We're gonna roast some marshies." I thought Mary is not oh, having a nice night. I mean, this happy. is not the way to start off her new year. <laughs> Sarah, you know me so well. I roast some marshies. I mean that that that's how he that's how he views heaven and hell. Just some marshies are gonna get roasted. Some <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of roasted marshies, when you burn in hell, you're gonna have. <laughs> I'm not. Mean, I know. Listen, we're gonna get a lot of hate comments. No, we're that. not. We're not no, laughing no. at. The, we're laughing at you. Uh, it was a funny joke. It's hilarious. I mean, yeah. it's hilarious. My brain is like not stable, but it is amazingly. Funny. No, but the, the 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 sort of lackadaisical attitude he has towards it is exactly that. <laughs> You're gonna get some sweet roasted marshies down there. I mean, it's like <laughs> I don't. I oh. Uh, <clears throat> It is, <sighs> guys, it is a heavy conversation. And now we had a little fun and boy, do I feel yeah. better because I was, Me too. I was just, I mean, and I feel for both of them in this. I truly do. I feel for him if he's embattled with this, but again, he doesn't seem to be showing that it's her that seems to be really taking the brunt of the pain that this yeah. is giving her. And I'm not saying he's not feeling that <laughs> off of camera or that he's, <laughs> it's, Oh, I'm sorry. Nice. No, it's just the whole. It's it, honestly, if it, I'm, if it seemed a little off color, but don't say the word marshies, and you won't. No, you won't get jokes like that. So there was nothing off oh. color about it. You're talking about how no, right. blasé he is, and it's hilarious. I mean, we're not going to oh. apologize for yeah, you're right. some fun you're right. after after a torturous night of painful painful uh crying from people i mean we don't we gotta have a we gotta have a fun we gotta, spin we gotta lighten it up 
Yeah, you're right. Speaking of fun, you wanna wanna oh. talk about? Sure. Talk about right, we can. Good. Let's talk about Claire and Cameron first. Let's say that uh, it is. It's it's the beginning of a new year. We have HelloFresh for you. It's the it's the food delivery system where you get farm fresh pre portioned. Big words there for me. Pre portioned <laughs> ingredients because I always overdo my portions. You skip trips to the grocery store and home and HelloFresh makes cooking easy. Now I believe that everyone's always trying to. There's a lot of resolutions or whether or not you're not a resolution person, but you're just trying to sort of revamp your habits, your eating habits. HelloFresh has wholesome, health-forward options. They have over 30 calorie-smart, protein-smart recipes each week, which to me is a big deal right now. It is so, it's so funny because this time of year, like you said, we're all sort of thinking about making some improvements, being healthier. And one thing I want to do is I want to cook, but one thing I do not want to do is I do not want to go to the grocery store (laughs) and buy ingredients and wait in line and try to figure out the recipes that I want to make. And the fact that it just shows up at your door for you to do this is honestly the best thing in the world. It's genius. Uh, They have, um, they're now, so Green Chef and Every Plate is now owned by HelloFresh. And we have had, um, Green Chef on our podcast before too. So with a, there's a wider array of meal plans to choose from, something for everyone. You can switch between the brands and uh, you can go to hellofresh.com slash mypodcastfree, all one word together, mypodcastfree, and use code mypodcastfree for free breakfast for life. So one breakfast item per box while the subscription is active, free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash MyPodcastFree with code MyPodcastFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Um, okay. How do how do we even get into Claire and Cameron? I, there's, it, they were, first of all, they went skiing inside, which, I mean, I guess is a thing, but. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't understand. It. Is there like air resistance or I, I don't, I didn't really understand. It looked fun. It did of. look fun. I feel like I, well, actually it was because in my mind, of course, I'm, the first thing I do is make fun of it just like Marshy's. But then, <laughs> then I thought, oh, cause I'm a really bad skier. And when I go skiing, I have to take the few times that I've gone, I always have to take a quick lesson first and hit the bunny slopes and it's really sad because sure. I'm old. Yeah. And you're like the um, only adult with the kids. Oh, totally. There's just kids yeah. just smoking me. And <laughs> so so I I thought, oh, this is probably a good thing to go on to sort of right before you go skiing and get the process down or whatever. So actually yeah. what they did was probably super fun. And they both seemed like they were good at it. She was getting bossy with them because she wanted to go under the legs. Yeah. She, she wanted, yeah. she really wanted that moment and she got um, it. She did get it. She, she got it. And they, I, I don't, but she was talking about, they didn't sign up for a platonic marriage. And then she was, and then she, she was kind of going on and on about that. And then she said, how do you, okay, well, I mean, I don't want to say it for you. So how do you feel? Right? Did you catch that? It was kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they, tonight more than ever, came off like they have talked about what everything they're going to talk about before they film. That's what it felt like to me. Okay. So I, so I took it like she said that because she probably knew that's what 
he thought because they'd already talked about it. But then she kind of backtracked. But like, but like, I don't want to say that for you, but just to oh. allow him for there to be a dialogue on camera versus her just, you know, doing the whole monologue herself. Well, because what did he say a couple weeks ago that usually he'll, they'll talk about something and then she'll repeat it on camera. They'll talk about something off camera and then she'll say it on camera before he can, like something that he said and kind of take it as her idea. Oh, right. Yeah. And so maybe he talked to her about that. Although, I mean, I don't even know if that's – at this point, I have no what, I have no idea which way is up. Um, I know that last well, week, I believe – when he was on After Party, there were some things that I obviously believed from him. And then someone got mad at us for thinking that I was like giving Claire a hard time. I'm like, I don't listen. We're just watching a show trying to figure out who's telling the truth. And it is confusing from both of them. And I'm excited for you to tell wow. me which one you think is a sociopath. But I will, let me just say this. There's one yes. thing that's very confusing is, and this is from both of them. They both just garbage each other on after party. Okay. Yeah. Overall as gently as possible, but they kind of do. And then on camera, they talk about how they're best friends and they would be so sad if it was stripped yeah. away and I'm a better person for knowing you and this and that. So h- how do you, how do, I don't know how to reconcile those two things. Well, that's where I, okay. I, I have a lot of thoughts and you know, they're not going to come out <clears throat> in a streamlined manner, but I, I do think that for, again, tonight, for whatever reason, it just felt and and even to what you just said. I think that they spend a lot of time talking about what they're going to talk about on camera when they're off camera. Okay. I think, but and maybe I'm wrong, but they're also very, they mirror each other a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's super complimentary about something and she'll be super complimentary about something or it's just like, even they just seem like they're just like, dolls again with a pull cord like at one point with with the when they were skiing and stuff Cameron's like we're having fun and we're killing fun and Claire's like yeah it's super fun and it's like they're just going like I had more fun at my last gynecology appointment you know what I mean (laughs) like they like they they don't really laugh with each other they don't everything seems uber competitive or they're talking about the relationship and about where they're not. And it's, I'm not even saying anything. I'm just saying they, they are so confusing, but after party made me feel some things. And is it, am I allowed to judge an entire, like this show based on after party? Cause I feel like we're getting scammed. I feel like the truth is coming out on after party. I, changed my mind tonight a little bit when Claire shared, which I'm sure you know the 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 fact that yep. she had tried to have sex, you know, or or the gave the option, you know, like to initiate sex with Cameron and that he like flat out rejected her. And said that ew, goes against no, it's not happening. And said, ew, yes. Now that goes against everything that he has said. And everything on camera, but she even said that it was hurtful to watch the scene tonight where he was talking to Orion and saying how he's so attracted to her and he, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that she always reels him back in. Yeah. Yeah. And she's saying it's really hurtful. I, I have now decided that I just based on my, the vibe I've gotten from Cameron, 
I think that he might be a little bit, and I'm not going to say a true sociopath, but I think that he is a clever guy. I think he's very clever. I think he prides himself on being very intelligent and he never wants, you know, he's the sort, he's always got a smart quip and I think he probably wins every argument and blah, blah, blah. And I think that he thinks he can outsmart this experiment. And I think that he's like gaming it and that she's the one being truthful. Is that crazy? It's not crazy. I actually, so because when she said that on after party and, 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 um, and Keisha even pushed back, Keisha said, well, I, he was here last week and he, maybe he's just trying to keep himself from getting close to you because he's protecting himself. But that doesn't align with saying, Ooh, no, get off me. Like that's not happening, blah, blah, blah. And whether or not he yeah. meant, I can't do this because we're obviously not going to break up and blah. But that's not, she was saying, that's not, he didn't, he didn't say, look, I can't do this. I'd be too close to you. This would be too hard on me. Right. That's not, that is not what she said happened. So the reason I am agreeing with you is because watching Cameron tonight getting, um, or like Claire. Make, yeah, no, I'm watching Cameron tonight on the show. Oh, on the show. Sorry. Okay. Watching him seem to try to. Well, A, say, well, I'm trying to walk away, but she reels me back in. And it's not that I don't believe that he's into her. I do. I think that I think everything that is maybe being calculated now by him is coming off of a hurt ego from a rejection yes. from her um, from the beginning, which I know doesn't really add up with what she said on After Party still, but I still think that's true because I don't, I think, mm-hmm. I think he's trying to hurt her back in a way. Um, okay. Whether or not he, I don't know, but it, I guess my point is everything does seem a little calculated, almost like thought out as in saying, okay, well, I'm going to make it very clear on camera that I am asking you what you want and what you're comfortable with me doing. And I'm going to go home and, and so I, and, and then really calm, oh, like complimenting her to the point where she on after party went, I don't, I don't think I ever heard him compliment me like this, but then he did at the group dinner and said how he's a better person. And she said, well, don't make me cry, which we've heard, seen her that, that conversation come up a couple of times where he compliments her. And she, I, I guess my only thing, and this is not, I, I believe what she said. Um, and so it's not about that. My only thing is I don't get why if, cause this group dinner, this is when they broke up, right? They did one, right. two, three. <laughs> Emily was Formally. like, That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Emily went, Oh God, I wasn't, I was, I didn't mean to do this when I started this game. And it was really funny, but, um, he, he said divorce, she's separated or something. So now what she said on after party, if he did that to her, why is she letting him on camera act like he's, He's done all. Why doesn't she ever say on camera? I, I tried to fuck you the other night, and you said, "Ooh, get away from me." <laughs> why doesn't you know what I mean? Why is everyone being so? Why I, is everyone all waiting until after party and so, instead of in the confessionals or it, or when they're sitting there with Pia, say what he did to you? And I don't know. Maybe it's just embarrassing, and I understand that. And now she has to say it because she's like, "Well, now he's throwing me under a bus, so I'm going to tell." Right what happened. And that could possibly, that could definitely be it, but I'm going to, I just hope anyone that's thinking about signing up next season knows if someone's being a com- completely different off camera like that to you, you start saying it in the confessionals, you start saying it with yes. therapists, you like scream it from the rooftops scream because it. 
Yeah. Yes. That's Sarah. I, I couldn't agree more. I wish it just feels so weird to me that they feel like they have to kind of be in agreement. I mean, certainly like it's like Emily and Brennan. I mean, it, now it's starting to feel this way with Cameron and Claire that they, cause even Claire said, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that happens on camera or whatever, like she, she didn't bring it up because he said it was too personal. It was too personal to say in front of the cameras or whatever. So right. maybe she was doing it out of respect a little bit. And that's when Keisha made the worst turd analogy. <laughs> and okay. I know I thought of you yeah. because yeah, I heard that was my Marshies from the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew it was. Sorry about that. Yeah. Hitch, one laugh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no, that that was but, definitely my my Marshies of this episode. It was mm-hmm. your Marshies. I, I knew it. I was like, oh, Sarah. Sarah just had to go, I don't know, fill up her wine, <laughs> shake this one off. But um. I do not know. I don't. I, well, okay. And then another thought I had, you know, they show Cameron t- talking to Orion, yada, yada, but all the, be so attracted, whatever. And if he's telling Claire also that those things are too personal to be on camera, it sounds very much aligned with the the Brennan school of thinking. And we know that Brennan and Cameron get on fairly well, right? I mean, all these guys right. come out and stuff. So, you know, this this tub time or whatever, maybe it's like they're all, you know, I don't know. That's a good point. Um, what was this? There was this song when after he uh, he basically texted her that he was tapping out and can't come home to protect himself. And um, and there was this little son that I'm giving my heart to a known heartbreaker. <laughs> oh, the and, shoulders that you're doing yeah, right now. It was catchy. Um but that I guess that stuff like and and so I do understand. So if there was an agreement out of respect, I'm not gonna A, I don't want to bring up that you turned me down for sex and B, I don't wanna, you know, we're gonna agree not to throw each other on under some kind of bus for that. But then when you're sitting at the at the group dinner, say and 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 you're and He's just if he's if that full of shit in front of everyone. I guess I yeah. just wish that that there would have been a come on, buddy. You know, I and then and also her saying this is really hard. See, and it, and now I'm really glad that you had that perspective because I was not sure where I stood. To be honest, I came in here flailing, um, <laughs> and uh, which I've been doing every week with them because I don't I don't necessarily ha- I haven't necessarily. Uh, contrary to to belief of a couple of weeks ago, to someone that thought we were um, just full team Cameron, I, I just I believed some stuff he said uh, on after party, and obviously so did Keisha. But I didn't. I've never. I have not been able to figure out who I, I got. I got zero team going here. You know, um, but it. I guess when, but now, okay. So when he was leaving at the end, there yeah. was a. This is before we watched after party, though, right? So when he's leaving at the end and saying, and she goes, okay, yeah, this feels so weird. I just didn't believe her, right? I felt It felt right. like one of those things where he's like, okay, well, you can walk me out. And she's like, I mean, I can't, I, in my mind, she looked like I can't walk you out of here fast enough, but I have to fast say things, things, have to say things like this feels sad, blah, blah, blah. So in that moment, I thought, well, okay, is she just trying to be uh, as nice as possible here, but she's so glad it's over. And so I wasn't really believing that she felt sad, but now then 
from what you said and what we saw in After Party, yeah. So she's just trying to, they've made some sort of, we'll be nice about this agreement. She's doing her best to be on camera with that. But really, she's like, I can't wait to get this guy who, you know, there's not really too much of a worse feeling probably than uh, sexual rejection when you're really trying to give oh. it some effort. And she said she had been right. out with the other couples and they had encouraged her and she probably got a couple of glasses of wine in her, came home and she was yep. like, let's do this, Cameron. Yep. And then he rejected her that way. I mean, I don't, there's, it's not, it's a shitty feeling for man, woman, anybody, period. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. So, yeah. so now that makes more sense why I felt like I didn't really necessarily believe that she was super sad when he was leaving. Maybe she was well, like, please get out of here so that I can, uh, you know, get a cl- couple of glasses of wine and call an ex and get a, get a little something yeah, going. Yeah. yeah. A little, uh, yeah, I'll, I won't say what I was going to say, but I, I, it sort of occurred to me tonight that. I do think she comes off a little sometimes like frigid, rigid, whatever, curt, you know, sort of rehearsed. And, you know, we've talked about that too. Like the response is like, thank you for saying that. Or, you know, that's fair that, you know, sort of these, these respond, I almost like her being a therapist, you know, these responses. But part of me wonders if it's because she is a little uncomfortable on camera, which is to be expected, but also if she's just trying to get through it, you know, and if he is, if maybe he's falling a little bit into, you know, not like manipulating it, but that's what it sounds like. Like if she's saying that he's telling her, we can't talk about X, Y, and Z on camera because it's too personal, then he's trying to control the narrative. And so I could see how it'd be hard for her to come across authentic if you're never able to really talk about what's truly happening. True. True. And the the shitty part is it seems like something they've all agreed on with you, I, with me missing that tub time uh, comment tonight. And, you know, uh, which I, under, listen, I understand. I obviously understand if you go, look, uh, you don't seem to understand that Emily really likes you and I'm her friend and I see her hurt and I'm doing my best to tell you that, hey, you know, okay, I'll, we'll talk about it later because maybe I don't want to embarrass Emily further than she already feels like she got embarrassed by you tonight. So I do understand right. that aspect of it, but I feel like because of all of this, we are now left with after parties where everyone's just throwing each other under any bus and yeah. and and finally telling their truth. <laughs> um I know. And, and and I again, I certainly believed what she said tonight. And so I guess I just I they have a lot more um I don't know, respect for each other. Again, calling, saying he's my best friend. I consider him a best friend and all that. So, but maybe she does. Maybe she is like, yeah, he turned me down and all of that sucked, but she didn't know that he was going around saying all this stuff behind her back that she never right. said to her. Right. So maybe she's like, now that she's seeing it is why she's saying, wait, I actually thought we had like a good friendship and we just didn't, we weren't feeling each other and blah, blah, blah. Um, and and we and now disagreed. she's feeling and now betrayed. she's feeling like he's sitting here yeah. spinning things to make him look better. And I do agree with you. There was a couple times where he it, it and that's why. I, but that's why I thought is he just trying to get her to say something on camera because she's told him this already off, or right. is he being super calculating and trying to make himself look like I don't want to be hurt. I don't want Claire to hurt me. 
I'm too invested, this and that. And then, and none of that is true or is it true? And well, he just got so butthurt at the beginning that now he's just like almost re- out for not revenge, but maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I honestly can't tell. It's like, it's a whodunit. It's, it's four couples at, up at this point and eight different truths. I mean, it's crazy. And listen, I may change my mind next week, but I was very, I also don't think Claire is somebody who can just turn on waterworks. I think that's the thing. Like she seemed, she seemed pretty bummed out on after party when she had, when she was like, this is embarrassing and telling that story. And if, if, if we say that's the truth, that she came home one night, a little sauce tried to, you know, get intimate. And he rejected her and said, ew. Um, it kind of makes him bold face saying, oh, I've been telling Clara I'm attracted. I don't know. I can't do the accent, but I've been Stave. telling. Stave. Oh, no. I've been telling Clara <laughs> that I'm so attracted to her. Um, but it, it's almost like because he really only said that to a, in these like conf- not confessionals but the conversations with another guy so i don't know i'm well I'm and and tired. you say okay and so you saying this actually helps me that you said that you think that they might discuss before they get on how they're going to talk about their relationship because in maybe in their in both their minds at that moment they are being respectful good friends of each other and i like i said yes. then she doesn't then now she's seeing footage of him saying stuff that Definitely right. never said to her. So she's like, wait. But that actually makes me understand a little bit more why. So when they were on that sad, the sad bus, the sad party bus at the end after Claire and Cameron get a divorce, Emily and Brennan uh, are, you know, Emily's crying in a car and the other couples are on are on the sad bus um, <laughs> uh, to a little song. I always thought that this would last. I always thought that you'd be here. How do we move on from here? Um, <laughs> and she started telling the the bus, "I we are both sad. We have faced reality now." And then, she, and then she started kind of stopping and stumbling. And Cameron just sat there, and then she's like, "I don't know. I mean, my brain is fried. So you know, how do you feel, Cameron? Kind of." And yeah. It and so that makes sense if she thought, okay, I'm saying what we agreed on here, but now you're just leaving me flailing and like you're the sad guy going back to Boulder. And, um, right, like it made her look, yeah, like we agreed, we came in with a plan, and now I look like the asshole a little bit. And I think she that's what leads me to believe he is the uh, and I say the word sociopath, like in tongue in cheek. I don't mean it, but he might be the one who's doing a little bit more of the puppeteering because he's the one who has been made to look the best in this situation. I see what you mean. So usually that person is the one who's sort of in control of things. Yes. Especially when they know that um, she's never going to run into Orion before filming is over yeah. and Orion's going to say, look, he really likes you and keeps saying that you just how's reel him back gym? in when he tries to, how's, Hey Claire, how's the gym? Um, so <laughs> yeah, I can't say all I can say for sure is that is a fact was that coming home to the, 
their wedding vows and champagne was some of the worst timing I've ever seen in Married at First Sight producer history. Uh, Not their fault because they thought they were all going out for a nice one-month anniversary dinner and they'd come home and reflect on their time together. And instead, they had just one, two, three divorced at the table and now they get to come home and look at a photo album of when they both had a little glimmer of hope in their eyes. I mean, that you talk about timing that they should have honestly production should have with with knowing how how the dinner went they should have just put that album and even the full bottle of champs just right into the recycling bin outside their door and just let them decide what to do with it you know i i like to believe there was an attempt i like to believe they were like get get laura on the horn she's got to go over to their house and get that fucking champagne and those vows (laughs) gone before these two get home um yeah. Oh, that's and so yeah, funny. Laura was off the clock, didn't get the message, and uh, <sighs> and so they came home to that. So that's my that's what I like to believe. I could I, I have a lot of beliefs like and things that I could keep talking about. Would you? We've kept the kids here Me long too. enough, um, and uh, we obviously always like to hear other people's thoughts and theories. Please give us a little five star review if you can't join us on Patreon. That really helps us uh, another way. But join us there, and uh, we just do bonus content. We keep going, and then you also get Sunday episodes that are not married at first sight related and just super fun. And if you can't join us there, then we will see you here next Thursday with uh, probably more thoughts uh, that change from what we had tonight. <laughs> That's almost a guarantee. All right, thank you, thank you, Kuda. Are you my podcast? 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 podcast?